night, everybody. Welcome to this week's Lord of the Tropes. I'm Aaron. I'm Clayton. And I'm your romance novel veteran. And I'm the Virgin. And we're your hosts. Hi, Clayton. Hello, Aaron. How's it going? Good. So this is a mini-sode, and it should be out on time, fingers crossed. I'd knock on wood, but it's not good for the audio. I mean, it would. I think it would make us all feel a little bit better if we heard it. All right. It. Knock on. <laughs> Um, yeah. Particle board or whatever this crappy desk is. Wood-like materials. Yes. It's the thought that counts. I think so, too. And, yeah, last week, guys, we we recorded and the my audio track was so messed up for uh, reasons yeah. we could not figure out. We could not figure it out. Oh, real quick. I'm just going to – Aaron, did you take your teeth out? I already did. Perfect. Okay. I'll cut that out. <laughs> keep it in guys i have invisalign and so clayton said it, they made too much noise when i talked on the microphone and so now before every episode we have to make sure my teeth are gone yeah i call them her teeth they're not her teeth she doesn't have uh i don't have uh, false uh, teeth but yeah she does not have false teeth so yeah that rumor is debunked <laughs> no blind items about how a prominent podcast host has false teeth Prominent is so nice to think of. That would be how I was blinded. This prominent romance podcaster. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, so it 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 was very stressful. I was like fully in bed, and Clayton texted that. Mm-hmm. Like, did did I have a backup? And I didn't have a backup, and it got me all jazzed, and I couldn't sleep, and I started crying. And that's why we're recording on Monday instead of Tuesday, because we yes. learn, but barely. I know, but it'll stretch to Tuesday soon enough. I think what ends up happening is, I think for minisodes, it's easy for us to record on Mondays. But then when it's a book, we're like, what if we had one more day to read the book? That's the thing. That's the yeah. thing. I think with these, and also with these, we can record them again pretty easily. I mean, it's yeah. we don't want to do it because the magic, it's hard to recapture the magic. But we could it's not a full-on kind of deep dive where our brains hurt. No. Like like when we talk about books. We could, and yeah, and you guys are also sweet and patient and we felt very loved. Um, by you guys being anxious for the episode. So thank you so much. We really yes. For being patient and supportive like you guys always are. Yeah. So we really appreciate it. And it was a big book. So mm-hmm. we're glad that everybody was was cool about it being a little bit late. Yeah. Well, and speaking of Kingdom of Dreams, so Kelly in our Facebook troop, she posted the step back for oh, Kingdom yes. of Dreams. And it is glorious. Yeah, it's it's, it's so gorgeous. I ended up posting it on um on Insta last night. So if you follow us on Insta, you can also see it there. Or just Google it yourself, I guess. I mean, but um it's amazing. I mean Yeah, I saw that. I saw that yeah. last night. It was a fun surprise. <laughs> did were you, so you were just searching it? Did you know immediately who it was? It, what what the picture was? Yeah. Well, it says in the Instagram post, I assume that's what it was. And also, yeah. it was posted in, I believe it was posted in the troop. So I, I'm on the troop, too. So, Oh, I forgot. Yeah, um, that's where we got it. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, Royce 
Royce looks like a solid, like a weathered 45. Yes, the ages, yeah, the ages do not match up. Nope. And then, yeah, Jenny looks like, yeah, definitely looks like in her 30s. I mean, it's great, though. That's the way to go. You don't want her to look like a 17-year-old. No, 17 is just so young. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm reading, well, I'm reading the second Diana Quincy book, uh, the Viscount one, and the lead is 25. I was like, thanks. She's practically ancient. But I was like, at least I'm like not worried about the well-being of a 25-year-old the way that I am of a 17-year-old. Well, so there's some controversy that we cut out of the this episode about uh, where this falls in the series. And according to a lot of sources, this is the second book in the series. Then what's the first book? The first book is Whitney, My Love. No, that's the second book. Well, there's on Amazon, and I know, I know, Amazon, but Whitney, My Love is the Westmoreland Dynasty Saga book number one, Uh. and A Kingdom of Dreams is book two. So I don't know. I'm I don't know what to believe. Because <laughs> some places it's one. Here's the thing that could have happened, and of course somebody's gonna immediately email us as soon as this episode drops and tell us the truth. Is mm-hmm. that it might have been reshuffled in when it was reprinted, just because who knows? It was either Judith McNaught wanted to do it, or the publisher did it. I don't know, but that's I mean, I that's think, what I'm seeing. Yeah. Well, Whitney, my love is also controversial because there's some spousal abuse by the hero, and Judith McDot went in and changed that book. Okay. Okay. I mean, You're right. On Amazon, it says so. Goodreads, it says so now. Oh, all right. Oh no, Goodreads, it says number two. What is two? Uh, it says Whitney, my love is number two. Yeah, I, that so, makes okay. more sense, though, because Kingdom of Dreams takes place in the 1400s, and then Whitney My Love takes place in, like, the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And then I think the third book is, it follows the relationship of a character in the first, in Whitney My Love. Okay, so here's... it'd be I, bizarre. I went to the Wikipedia for <laughs> Whitney My Love, mm-hmm. and... Everybody, please, I, I guess I'll just link to it because great, great cover here. Mm-hmm. Great old school cover. Whitney, Whitney, My Love is the first book published by author Judith McNaught. While written first, it is the second novel in the Westmoreland Dynasty saga, uh, preceded by A Kingdom of Dreams okay. and followed by Until You. So, this and that was 1985 was Whitney, My Love. So, what must have happened is... Maybe in the rewrite, she put it in a different order. And or, since it was written first. Yeah. Oh, there's a Mr. Clayton in this. Yeah, Whitney, my love is Clayton, is the hero. But, um, okay. So then Kingdom of Dreams, I guess, is then a prequel. That's what it seems. Well, anyway. 
We'll see. Maybe somebody knows. Maybe somebody knows. There's uh, has read an interview with 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 Judith McNaught when and she's explained this. Yeah. Anyway, but, yes. So then something else that came out of the conversation we had last week. The second. Oh one. yeah. Oh yeah. And I just closed the tab because I'm a dum dum. <laughs> so uh, let's reopen this tab. What I so I went on the Facebook troop. And if you're not a member, join because it's fun over there. And I put up a poll because when we were talking on the episode, you said, oh, A Kingdom of Dreams is a book I would recommend if I wanted to get somebody into romance, like historicals. Yeah. And I said, oh, I don't know, just because I feel like if you're trying to hook somebody – Right. We're trying to hook people. We're trying to get people to come to Romance Landia and never want to leave. Mm-hmm. And I thought it might be too old school, too dense, even though A Kingdom of Dreams, for being written when it was written, it does do things that I was surprised by because didn't fall into that old school romance, some of those traps. Mm-hmm. But still, I think it's maybe too dense dense too long and maybe too old school to introduce people to the genre so i put up a poll here on the troop and i asked if someone wanted to get into reading historicals would you tell them to start with an old school romance or would you recommend something more modern and pretty much i wouldn't say runaway winner was was modern because that got 46 votes. Depends on the person got 32 votes. And old school only got four votes. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing with that, though, is that that doesn't necessarily mean that some of the depends on the person people wouldn't recommend an old school. But it started a pretty interesting conversation, as there always is over on the troop, about Why? That's the great thing. It wasn't just click, that's my answer, go to bed, make a sandwich, or make a sandwich, go to bed. <laughs> probably probably how most people do it, unless they have a mini fridge instead of a nightstand. So we got some replies, and I want to go through a few. And I'm not going to say full names. I'll say first names to protect their anonymity. But Vanessa said, it 100% depends on the person. But I would also maybe do an early Sarah McLean, which would still be modern, but feels a teeny bit old school. I like that. Yeah. Sarah Sarah then said, it totally depends. Some people are too offended by books written before 1999. And that's kind of true. Well, I think, too, it's like specifically Kingdom of Dreams I would recommend. I think in general, obviously, like, Old school romances, you do have to wade into those waters with a lot, with like a bit of context and understand mm-hmm. what you're getting into in a way that, like, possibly with modern, you wouldn't have to as much. But I think specifically Kingdom of Dreams, which doesn't fall victim to a lot of those issues, but is just kind of like a romping, fun book. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I would specifically recommend Kingdom of Dreams and not necessarily like, not just like any old school. 
Yes. You know, like yeah. I wouldn't recommend Shayna as somebody's first romance novel. I just think mm-hmm. that would be too much. Well, so Hillary said, I'd probably recommend something like to start maybe Tessa Dare. So would you, but that's, would you go light possibly so that you didn't, I don't want to say scare somebody away, but didn't go, you know, expert level romance early. And I guess I don't think this, I don't think A Kingdom of Dreams is expert level romance. No, I mean, I think that's the thing. I think it's like a very accessible romance. And I think it it contains all the things that make a ro- like a romance great. And that like the hero is great and the heroine is great and the story is great and it keeps moving. And it's like also sexy. Like there's a lot of chemistry between the hero and the heroine and angst. And so it has all these things that I think are what like why people read romance. And like, listen, I read every single Tessa Dare book. Like I'm a huge Tessa Dare fan. So like. I don't think that you could go wrong recommending a Tessa Dare. I mean, my book that is the one I always recommend for new readers uh, is Nine Rules to Break Run Romancing a Rake by Sarah McLean. I Because I think that's also like a really perfect book that is more modern, you know. I But yeah, I think it, I think if, if you just said generally there are these two categories, like would you recommend basically a book post 2000 or pre 2000 book? Like I would probably say in general, most of the time it'll be post 2000, but I think Kingdom of Dream kind of breaks that rule. I think where you fall into is depends. Yeah. Right? So we also had Stephanie say, I think there are many wonderful new current slash new authors of historical romance that I'd want to recommend. That said, sometimes past historical reading can help inform about beloved tropes, types of characters good and or bad, and make Mm -hmm. one appreciate the shifts that have happened in the genre. That said, I totally understand those who choose a, quote-unquote, hard pass for old school. Yeah. And I agree with that. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Right. So if you could pick one novel, then, to recommend to people, someone who's who's like, I've never read a romance novel, I want to read a romance novel, just give me one to try. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be boring. Yeah. And I'm gonna say dreaming of you. And the mm-hmm. reason being is that's the one that hooked me. So it's very hard for me to think that it wouldn't hook other people. Yeah. And I think it has all the things that I see in old school romance, mm-hmm. only done a little bit differently. I, I think I I think I am pretty solidly in the modern here. Uh-huh. Only because that's what started me. And I, I mean, I, I, I just couldn't see myself recommending an old school to somebody under the age of 40. I just I you know, I think that's something they dig back in history. It's it's almost like how most times people start with music where they listen to modern bands and then a modern band mentions, oh, we're we're highly influenced by this band and then they dig backwards. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel like is the best way to go because I'm just trying to think of anybody in my life where I'd say, oh, yeah, definitely read The Windflower first. No, I don't. I wouldn't recommend The Windflower as a first book because like, yeah. as much as I loved The Windflower – 
I do think that is like has those particular old school romance tropes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I I would recommend like well, but like I said, it's like I I would recommend a Kingdom of Dreams and not mm-hmm. just any old school. So it's just weird to have these two categories of like either old school or modern when it's like well it's this one old school or like a, a like a handful of like modern because like definitely yeah i would recommend dreaming of you of course as well like there's a bunch that that i would recommend to first time readers but yeah in general no because of all the, the things that you said i think it's it's most people probably start with reading modern romances and then go back mm-hmm. but i think kingdom of dreams is the exception but don't you understand, in order to get traction online, we have to be so binary. <laughs> we really need people to be fighting about it, which, oh. again, it's what I really love about just our listeners in general, but also the troop, is there's there's been a good amount of replies and nobody has replied to anybody else and said, that's ridiculous yeah. or bad take. It's like people either... They're having a discussion. It's it's so refreshing because, listen, I'm not heavily online, but I do go to certain websites and you wade into these comment sections and it's just a fight to be right. Yeah. It's just a fight to try to persuade strangers into admitting that you have the right opinion and it's infuriating because it'll never happen because people will just dig in right and it's so refreshing to read comments where people are being respectful to each other and listening to what each other says and then if they disagree it's about personal preference it's not about putting the other person on blast yeah exactly i just love it so thank you everybody who is, you know, is a listener, sends us emails and posts Instagram messages and, you know, talks to each other on the troop. It's just really nice little community, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the great thing about romance, too, in general. It's like, it's about finding something that you love, and also everybody loves different things or is attracted to different things. And so you can't really be wrong. Do we want to say what book we actually are reading? <laughs> sure. Um, so this week we are reading another another author that we have somehow overlooked and won't anymore. So this week we are reading uh, Faking It by Jennifer Cruzy. And now. Oh, gosh, it's so funny. We've we haven't done her yet. Right. But she's always popped up as a possibility. And, you know, I never noticed that eye placement. I would always just think Jennifer Cruz. And as soon <laughs> as you said Jennifer Cruzy, I looked at the I looked at the book and that I pretty much just moved to where it was supposed to be. <laughs> it's so funny how your brain does that. Yeah. But you sent me a bunch of books last night. Because even though we are doing this earlier than usual, mm-hmm. we're picking the book the way we usually do, which is absolutely last minute. Yeah, which is the night before we record. We've agreed on a recording time. And then I just start texting Clayton books until he picks one. And I picked this one because 
again, Jennifer Cruzy, somebody we haven't done, somebody people are clamoring for. And the synopsis sounded really cool. Yeah. So I can actually, as soon as I make this bigger, God help me, I can flap it if you want me to. Yeah. All right. Meet the Good Knights, a respectable family who run a respectable art gallery and have for generations. There's Gwen, the matriarch, who likes to escape reality, Eve, the oldest daughter, who has a slight identity problem, she has two, Nadine, (laughs) the granddaughter, who's ready to follow in the family footsteps as soon as she can find a set that isn't leading off a cliff, and last, Matilda, the youngest daughter, who has inherited the secret locked down in the basement of the Good Night Gallery, a secret she's willing to do almost anything to keep, even break into a house in the dead of night to steal back her past. Meet the Dempseys, or at least meet Davey, a reformed con man who's just been ripped off for a cool $3 million by his financial manager, who then gallantly turned it over to Clea Lewis, the most beautiful sociopath Davey ever slept with. Davey wants the money back, but more than that, he'll do anything to keep Clea from winning including breaking into her house in the dead of night to steal back his his future. One collision in a closet later. Oh. Tilda and Davy reluctantly joined forces <laughs> to combat Clea. Suspicious art collectors, a disgruntled heir, and an exasperated hitman, all the while coping with a mutant dash hound, a jukebox stuck in the 60s, questionable sex, and the growing realization that they can't turn their backs on the people they are meant to be or the people they were born to love. Wow. I mean, this. there's so much in here. There's the art thievery, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. There's confidence men. There's a collision in a closet. I mean, yeah. that scene, I can't wait. And these, this seems a bit... I've never read... You've read her before, correct? I've only read Bet Me, which was great. And I loved it. To me, these books feel like more uh, – like, is there a comedic bent? Yeah, she's very funny. Yeah. And I feel like that – there's the author, and I'm going to butcher his name, but uh, Carl Hyacin, I think that's how you say it. I I never say anything right – but he he he's he writes all those kind of funny books about Florida. No, I've never heard of this. And he wrote he wrote the book Striptease, which is the what that Demi Moore movie was based on. But don't hold that against him. Mm-hmm. But he has a lot of colorful characters in his books. And they, this feels very similar to me, only a romance version of that. And I went through a phase where I read a bunch of his books back in my, I feel like it was my mid to late 20s. And mm-hmm. so I'm very excited to, to get into this because I feel like maybe it's a tone that we haven't really done before. Yeah, and it's also like she's very 90s, like she's very of a time in a way that I think will be really fun to read too because now 90s are like vintage. That's so true. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I already got it out of the library, so we're good to go. Nice. Um, all right. Do you have anything else? Should we wrap it up? 
I think we can wrap it up, Aaron. Where can they find us? So you can always email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Patreon. So if you just go to Patreon and search Learning the Tropes, you'll find us there. We're on Twitter at Learning Tropes, on Instagram at Learning the Tropes. We have our Facebook troop, which you can come join. And then we have finally merch, which is linked below. Yep. So like we said, next week we are reading Faking It by Jennifer Cruzy. Um, and until then, happy reading. Happy reading. <laughs>